Good morning, Magic Nation. Welcome to MBA On Air with Amar Delon. My name's June. I'll be your guide as we chat with a premier business coach of Asia, your favorite Malaysian Cebuano business coach, Mr. Amar Delon. We are also joined by Dr. Kana, who graduated as a medical doctor, but who later found a passion for coaching and guiding others. Good morning, Amar. Good morning, Dr. Kana. Morning, June. Good morning. Good morning, June. You know, it's a, it's it's a been funny a- thing you call me uh, a Malaysian Cebuano. You went from Malaysian Bisaya coach to Malaysian Cebuano business coach. Um, I have a client who's uh, so a very good friend. He's from CDO. And, uh, he listens to the show. And uh, the, the, I had a seminar workshop with him and his team, I think last month. And I had some foreign uh, experts come and speak on it. And he said, Amar, you know, I really like the workshop because I'm going to ask him for his feedback. I really like the workshop. You know, we really like listening to the foreigners say things. It gives us a different perspective. I said, I'm a foreigner. No, 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 you, you no longer you. You've been naturalized. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. So now I have to hire more foreigners. <laughs> But that's true. I think I think some people are also wondering: Is he really uh, from Cebu? Are you really from Cebu, Art? Uh, well, I, I was in Cebu for almost 10, 11 years. I guess you could say part of me is from Cebu. Oh, definitely. You know, I think I think three years. If you're here for three years, yeah, that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. <laughs> If I know, uh, if I know the places from Daan Bantayan all the way to Dumaguete and Dalaget, then I am from Cebu. Yeah, I think so. I and, think so. And if you've ever taken the Ceres liner and ridden with them on the horrific stretches of uh, the road going to Dumaguete, then you are Cebu. Because nobody else will dare do that stuff. <laughs> That's true. And if you know the meaning of the word Buang, <laughs> and <laughs> And hambugiro, hambugiro, <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, or oh, hangyo. Yeah, yeah. That's a very popular Cebuano word. Hangyo is a word you must use everywhere, every time, anytime. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> uh, let's translate. <laughs> yeah, let's translate it to some people who can't understand yeah. this. They might be listening to us right now. Hangyo, of course, is when you're trying to um, ask bargain. for a discount, right? Bargain, exactly. Bargain. Anyway, this is not a bargain, Magic Nation. We are giving you the best of the best because in the time of the pandemic, we have to function at at the optimum. And that's why MBA On Air is with us. And we're so excited, Amar, because we've been receiving emails uh, these past few weeks, ever since we started, right? Yep, and yep. Uh, oh, but before but before we do the uh, before I ask you the questions, uh, please remind everybody how they can reach you. Uh, we want to just let them know about that. Yeah, so you can always reach me through my email. That's magicbiscoach@gmail.com, or you could follow me at any of my socials: Instagram at amardilan. Uh, I'm there all the time. I'm I have about eight thousand nine thousand followers now. And please join my growing number of followers. Because I'm going to do something special for my followers. The moment I reach 15,000 followers, I'm going to do something amazing for all of my followers. Always very generous in my ways, and I'm also always present on uh, Facebook. Uh, though I'm not as active as I was on Facebook before, but I'm always on Facebook. Also at Amar Dilan, you can follow me there. And uh, you can always find me on LinkedIn. So if you go to LinkedIn, you look for Amar Dilan. My LinkedIn is more of a professional platform, so any work, business related questions you want to ask me on LinkedIn, please go ahead and ask me. 
But meanwhile, for everything that we talk about here, I'm always posting uh, updates and reviews and picking up on my Insta and my Facebook. Oh, thank you so much. I think we should also hear from Dr. Kana. Dr. Kana, good morning to you in San Francisco. No, <laughs> she's got a nice uh, background. She still decides to be in San Francisco. Hello, Dr. Kana. Hello, hello. Good morning. How are you doing? You know, we're, uh, I'm doing great. You know, everything that you're sharing with us is just so exciting and very useful. It's like a cell phone. I have to take it with me wherever I go. So I'm looking forward to what you're going to be sharing with us uh, today. All right. Okay. That's great to know. Today we're going to go more on uh, how to uh, deal with the quality of familial relationship and we'll discuss further and details about it. Oh, something, every, something everybody can use. So let me quickly go to the emails because yay, we got some emails and that's exciting. Uh, this is coming from Abs uh, Veles, uh, Mr. Delon and Dr. Kana says good day sir amar and dr kana thanks for your topics and sharing for this uh, first episode so apparently this is for the first episode of season four welcome back oh so this is a regular uh, as is a regular this is a question for mr amar for sir amar and dr kana in your field of expertise what is your take on the following actually uh av sent us four questions i'm going to choose one um, Mr. Delon, is Elon Musk and other space explorers the next big thing of business? What will happen in the next three to five years or not in our lifetime? We would like to answer this. Asking if, we, if this space thing is for real. So uh, let me give you my viewpoint on this, okay? It's not a fact, but it's my viewpoint. So uh, because of what's happening right now in this pandemic world, people are going to become more and more aware of setting up life outside of the earth, right? So while I'm not entirely pro going to space because there's a lot of things that needs to be fixed on earth itself. Why are we looking to go and screw up another world? But uh, human beings are always into escapism. Most people do not fix what they can see. They want to fix something that they cannot see way, way out. And uh, so this is going to take up more steam. There's going to be more people. Um, I actually believe that by 2030, the latest, space tourism is going to be something, something that is uh, achievable, uh, probably for the super rich in the beginning, but over the long haul, it's going to be, and I'm talking 10 to 15 years before it becomes a new thing. Uh, they're actively trying to establish colonies in the moon, colonies in Mars. Um, it may start off as R&D facilities, but there could be experimentations of making it as a distant prisons, uh, distant ways to study certain uh, materials. So a lot of things can come up from this stuff uh, and there's all these experimentations going on. So how we can benefit from it is simple. Uh, probably start buying shares in uh, space fairs, space venturing uh, companies and uh, look more into it and try to see what kind of technologies that we can support, invest in those technologies, learn those technologies, because it's gonna be a reality. It's gonna be a reality. And that space technology might be the one that is going to take us around the world rather than the conventional planes. That's a possibility. 
Very, very interesting, Mr. Delon. And yeah, talking about stocks, that one too, like uh, technology is taking us further. And when you said, when you mentioned they're going to, they're considering it as a prison, sounds like a pretty good idea. Right? <laughs> yeah. Man it could be abuse as think, well. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little scary, though. It could be a little scary. Um, I got another question here. Um, this one is, uh, what are the top five things you always say to yourself before starting your day? Kindly explain how these five things can affect your day. This looks like something that Dr. Kana can answer. Dr. Kana, maybe you can help us out with this. Okay. So the five things that you could do to make yourself uh, feel good every single day is to start off your day by saying something positive. So whenever you get up and you go and face yourself in the mirror, you go and say, Hey, good morning, gorgeous. Hey, beautiful. Hey, handsome. Start your day with a positive attitude. And then you can uh, start even before you start your day, before you get out of bed, you can set your mind to wake up by 5 a.m. And then you'll just start your day fresh and alert. You won't be like, oh my God, it's five o'clock and I have to be up, I have to do things. Instead, you'll be up fresh and alert to start your day actively. And then you can also uh, do simple meditation. You don't have to sit down. You don't have to have a quiet space. You can do, uh, meditation is mainly about being mindful. So while you're making breakfast, while you're eating your meal, while you're going for a walk in the morning, you can have uh, mindful moments. Um, the other thing to do to make your day positive and impactful would be to uh, watch inspirational videos or listen to podcasts that are inspiring and uh, that makes you feel good about yourself. If you start watching the news, if you start watching the problems that are happening in the world, it's like, oh my God, this is what's happening. So many people are dying. This is, it, if you start watching negative things at the start of your day, then you're going to have uh, a lot of bad energies or you can say uh, heaviness in yourself and with the things that you're dealing with the whole day. And last but not least, just uh, try to be nice with yourself, be good with yourself and to be good with people around you. You don't have to be annoyed, irritated or grumpy with everyone uh, you end up meeting. Even if you're a doctor, if you end up meeting patients who continue to complain, you don't have to deal with the next patient with so much of uh, negativity and aggression. You can go on and have as much as positivity and optimism as possible. That's what I would say. Wow, thank you so much, Dr. Kana. Makes a lot of sense. Like again, pocket wisdom from Dr. Kana. And that's uh, coming from Abe. Abe apparently is from Cagayan de Oro City. Thank you so much uh, for your wonderful answers. Of course, if you'd like to send us some more questions over here, you can send us an email at magicbizcoach at gmail.com. And Amar and Dr. Kana will do their best to uh, answer your questions, um, of course, in the following week. So again, it's magicbizcoach at gmail.com. 
Sounds like it's going to be a... We're sizzling hot this morning on MBA On Air. Of course, with Amar Dalon and Dr. Kana all the way in Malaysia. But because of the technology of Zoom, this is all possible. Mr. Dalon, let's get on with it because there's no time to waste. Yep, there's no time to waste. And that's what everybody's feeling because we are feeling that we need to rush towards something. We don't know what we are rushing towards. Thus, we feel a lot of what? Stress. That's what today's episode is going to be all about. Because we feel so much uncertainty, anxiety, rushing towards a goal that we don't know what. I was just having a, a talk with my brother earlier today. You know, when we go out, we feel the stress in the air. There's a whole world of stress. Just as you think you have figured the rules out, you have figured out how COVID works, how the government is going to institute certain uh, control measures. Bam! The rules change again. It's like playing a board game that has ever-changing rules all the time. And it really, really puts a huge strain and stress on our mental well-being. It, this is how this particular stress works. Right? This is an amplified indirect stress. What happens is, let's say you work for an employer and your employer is depending on your business being in sales so that you could give that money as salary to you, the employee. What happens during this particular time, uh, things change and the government says, oh, lockdown, nobody goes out. Now your employer is stuck with employees, but no sales. Now, the, the, the right thing for your employer to do is to, is to let everybody go and to hire you back when the COVID is over. But we don't know when that's going to happen. And the cost of hiring somebody and retraining somebody is far monumental than keeping the existing person on board. So your employer has to negotiate a deal with a lot of employees. They're like, you know what? I want to keep you on board, but I can't because I have no money to pay you. So maybe I could reduce your salary. Okay? So your employer can be, he's going to be fair. Either you stay on with reduced pay or you move on. I don't want to let you go, but I have no choice, right? Now, the stress from the government has come to the employer. The employer has passed his stress to you. Like, crap, I'm going to take 50% pay cut. As it is, I'm already barely making it, right? I make enough, just enough at the end of the month after I've paid off everything and everyone. I have enough money to buy myself one ice candy. Now, you're going to take that off. What are my children going to eat? How am I going to pay rent? I've got to move to a smaller house. All this adds up to the stress. And of course, when you bring the stress, if you're married or if you're in a family and a family member gets sick, bam, 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 bam. And you and in COVID, people at home, they get pregnant. There's a lot of COVID babies out there. Right? A lot of COVID babies out there. That's an additional cost. And when this level of stress goes up and you have no way out, most people will start thinking about this other question. What if I'm not around anymore? Wouldn't this be easy? Now, nobody should have these thoughts. It's very, very discouraging thoughts. It's very, very damaging thoughts. But we can't help it from time to time. Just want to end it. Just want to escape. If this thing happens, you need to seek help. You need to talk to somebody. 
right? Talk to somebody who wants to live, okay? Do not talk to somebody else who's also as depressed. That's not helpful. And it's important you said that. Yeah. Because years ago, I, I got an advice from somebody to say, if you want to know how to be happily married, go and ask older people who are still happily married. Do not go and ask older people who are with their spouses because they have no choice. Then they'll only tell you, you should not get married to begin with. Okay? So, <laughs> Uh, the quality of the question is very, very important, who you ask it. So, I've noticed in all over the world, there are more suicide cases. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I just saw a video of somebody jump off from, I don't know, God fan floor of their flats, of the condo. Somebody was trying to save, just jumped off, right? splat. Last week, another person killed themselves from jumping from the fourth floor of a mall, a mall that I frequent to regularly. It happened a day before or a day after I went there. Uh, a week before, uh, another person killed themselves by jumping off the mall in KLCC. So, the people are just jumping off bridges and buildings and, and stuff like that because they, they are at their wit's end. They don't know what to do. Money is literally running out, right? Uh, nobody can figure out this virus yet. Vaccination is not going as fast as it should. So, I don't know how to fix the COVID. I don't know how to fix the virus. But I can help you with a series of questions uh, that I can guide you with, which if you answer yes to two or more of these questions, you have a high stress issue and you need to seek help. Okay. So these are the questions that, that you need to ask yourself. Question number one, do you feel tired all the time or have trouble sleeping more than one night a week? That's question number one. Do you have a hard time relaxing or feel that you're unable to relax often? Question number three. Do you forget things often or have you become absent-minded of late? Are you frequently angry and tired at the end of the day? Do you often feel under pressure? Do you often argue even about minor small things? Do you feel that you never have time for yourself? Do you find yourself isolating yourself and not wanting to socialize with other people? Do you find that you lack the patience with others and feel others are often wrong about things? It's like they just don't get it. And do what other people tell you tends you or upset you? If you've answered yes to two or more of these questions, uh, you should probably really talk. If you do not have anybody to talk to, send me an email. I'll do my best to help you out. Probably point you the right resources. You know, maybe uh, I can get Dr. Kana to do a special episode just on uh, this part. Okay. It's very, very important. How about you, Jude? Do you answer yes to any of these questions? Oh, I remember being able to say yes to two of these questions. Like there was a time when I just wanted to go to sleep. I think like maybe one of my coping mechanisms I realized is if I'm too stressed out, I go to sleep. And maybe, you know, like for some people, they forget the world by drinking. Mine is I'll yeah. just sleep, you know, <laughs> like sleeping all the time. There was a time I was I was uh, feeling that. And also when you're like, oh, I felt like agitated and I couldn't relax at all. So, yeah. It was a time I was able to answer yes to two of these questions, maybe even three, Mr. Delon, maybe even three or four. So there was a time I answered yes to all of these questions. Wow, really? Yeah. So, uh, and my coping mechanism was uh, food. 
because I couldn't sleep. So during this particular time, this was back even up to 2018, uh, my blood pressure was so high. It was 140 above 120, something like that. All the time almost. My lowest blood pressure at that time was 135 or 120. Wow. So I was uh, pre-hypertension already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I did immediately uh, was to cut one particular thing from my life. And it fixed me almost immediately because I was able to sleep after that. See, a lot of these are external factors, but the key things that cause us to experience stress more than what it really is, is the internal factor. And that starts with this one magical drink called coffee. Coffee drinkers are far more stressed than non-coffee drinkers. I used to have like maybe like six, seven cups of coffee a day because I just have coffee meetings. (laughs) My clients would have coffee shops. They would offer me a cup of coffee. I can't not drink it. And uh, I would go to my client's restaurant. My clients would drink beer. I don't drink. So guess what? They're like, here, Amar, have some coffee. Wow. So there was a time I had so much coffee, my hands would be like tremoring. I would be like Speedy Gonzalez all the time. Like, uh, like time was moving faster for me than anybody else. Because, so I felt all of it because there's this external chemical in my body. It was just pumping me up. It's all the caffeine, right? Uh, so I drastically cut my coffee intake to zero. And I moved to something different. I started drinking a lot of chamomile tea. Chamomile tea brought down my blood pressure almost immediately. Now, once I did these two things, I was no longer tired because I'm able to sleep better. I was no longer uh, stressed because I can relax more. My mind is clearer, so I will remember things. I would get far less agitated, not as pressure. And because I'm actually taking the time to go make myself a cup of tea, I feel calmer because I'm like, hey, I have my tea time. And uh, when I go meet my clients this time, I'm going to socialize on a different thing. I'll order tea. And they will ask me, hey, Amar, what are you doing tea for, man? I thought you're a coffee drinker, you know? And then now I've got a different way to socialize with them. More patient. And everything else kind of resolve itself. So sometimes it may not be issues outside. There's there's always issues outside. Look, there's always something that's happening outside. Right? A corrupt government, uh, a law here, privacy uh, devaluation there, war here, all these things. It's always happening. But what is different right now is that we are all home. What do we do when we're home? We're always eating and drinking. They're eating and drinking not necessarily the right food sources, not necessarily the right drink sources. If you're not drinking alcohol, you will be drinking. In the Philippines, knowing the Philippines, tea is not a big thing there. Coffee is huge. And everybody's a coffee expert. Everybody's a coffee person. Everybody's going to be stressed. 
Everybody wants to be seen in a coffee shop because it's a shishi <laughs> place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social <laughs> hangout, right? So that is the first thing that, that, that you need to catch yourself is the heavy intake of coffee. The psychological component is secondary. The first component is the amount of coffee we ingest as a species right now is totally unhealthy. I mean, I remember there was a time you would have to go to a coffee shop to get coffee. Now you can go to any shop to get coffee. And there are a lot of, uh, of course, people go like, oh, no, I do not like Starbucks. I do not like coffee beans. These are so bourgeois, so, and also elite. So I have my own homegrown coffee cafe. It's the same bloody coffee. It's going to mess you up. The coffee shop owners are going to get angry with me after this. I <laughs> know, because I was going to say, wait a minute. So is this really coffee's fault? Is yeah. stress coffee's fault? Because, um, you know, somehow what I do agree that, you know, coffee plays a very big role in our day. When you wake up, yeah. you drink coffee, like you mentioned yeah. earlier. Socializing. Yeah. Yeah. It's offered immediately water or coffee wherever you yeah. go. Yep. But uh, I, but I'm really curious about those things from inside of uh, Mr. Delon yeah. that we have to look for that's stressing us out. Yeah. Because uh, when we are stressed, our body releases more acid. Acid reflux is uh, an effect of stress. Right, Dr. Gana? That is very right. Medical feedback. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Because uh, as you mentioned, chamomile tea helps people to sleep better. I used to prescribe this instead of sleeping pills to my patients to try it out first before uh, going for sleeping pills. So uh, taking chamomile tea calms your nerves. And that is right that when you take coffee, that you'll increase your blood pressure, you'll even get uh, anxiety, you'll have um, headaches, migraines, and even mood swings when you don't drink enough coffee. Caffeine is good to a certain extent, but the amount that we are taking in our coffee is just too much because we're not going to stop with one cup of, the co of coffee per day. So coffee in the morning, coffee in the evening, so it's good to go uh, reduce the amount of caffeine. Like uh, we can take green tea, for instance, has very low amount of caffeine. Or you can switch it to another drink. This would help better. So these uh, are the things that you can help to bring down your uh, stress level. So yeah, can uh, I uh, right there? So what happens is coffee is also acidic. So. You already have an acid reflux because of stress. You add more coffee to it, it's just going to be very, very excited. You're going to be burping all the time and it's just going to be uncomfortable all the time. Okay? So, uh, coffee, it's okay to have a cup of coffee a day, even two. But, uh, yeah. but having too much coffee will also cause you headaches because it's uh, it's caffeine. It's a, it's, it's a low yield drug. So drugs will usually want you to take more of it because they get uh, your body gets used to it. Right? Thus, it will trigger you with very very painful headaches, uh, trigger you with very very painful uh, aches in your body, shakes. I used to have like uh, after like a few hours of, of doing my workshops or seminars, I feel like a little bit of a jitter. Like, oh, I need a cup of coffee. 
Another drink coffee, Alexander. Another drink. Right. I used to have two coffee machines in my office. One in the uh, in the main uh, seminar area, and another coffee machine in my private uh, consultation room. And then when I would go home, I have another coffee machine. <laughs> so it was just way too much coffee that caused too much complications. I know, and I'm sure those are pretty good beans too. That means it's pretty strong. So yeah, um, very strong. It'll give you the kind of wake up feeling yep. that you really need. So if we did after decreasing the amount of coffee that um, we intake, especially if you feel like you have a lot, what is more? What is a lot of cups of coffee, Mr. Delon? I think I could ask Dr. Kano. What is a lot? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, let's ask Dr. Kano. Uh, per day, your uh, the daily intake of caffeine per day is 400 milligrams. So, in the green tea, to my knowledge, we have like 30 to 40 milligrams. But coffee might be even more. So, taking two shots of uh, coffee or an energy drink, then you'll just be really hyper. You'll be overly alert and you believe that you're going to be focused you know i see people doing this a lot during exams or when they have to stay up and complete an assignment or some things uh, things like that they take uh, energy drinks and coffee but they don't realize the damage that it causes the body so maybe it's best not to take more than a cup yeah and i think it's a good idea too perhaps to not also take it at night because you can't sleep Yep. If you right. take it at night. So your <laughs> tea right. suggestion earlier would be really good. What That's other true. things can we do? I mean, I just realized, yeah, it brought me... I'm not a coffee drinker. That's why. I love tea. Mm-hmm. So this this is like so new to me. Like, yeah, it really stresses people out without them knowing it because it's like a habit now, right? So how do you... How can we calm ourselves down um, Mr. Delon, or are there any tricks to? So one of the things that I do these days uh, is uh, I've got a very good influence now. Uh, somebody was always uh, encouraging me to walk. So I've been walking steadily for about three weeks. I do about ten thousand paces a day, easy. So I I do the walk towards the end of the day. And as I walk towards the end of the day, uh, it, it, it helps me lose weight, it helps me burn the calories, but it also helps tire me enough that uh, I go to bed by 8.30 this is <laughs> Oh really wow, <laughs> that is so unheard of, wow. Yeah. I go to bed by 8.30, I'm up by 4.30, by 5 I'm doing something. Uh, so I have more productive time on the daytime rather than the nighttime because at nighttime what you're going to do is uh, you're, you're going to be watching movies and, and again screen time more screen time also contributes to your stress the blue light filter and everything else causes more stress more damage so I do that walk come back I have a nice cup of tea then I say goodbye to everybody and I go to bed. <laughs> Wow, this pandemic uh, has has brought something good to your lifestyle, Mr. Delon. Yep, because uh, I like, yeah, I'm like, 
So I keep the TV watching for the weekend, and I get to watch it with uh, people that I love, kids, family, and everybody else. And uh, that's the wonderful thing. Uh, we spend time eating, blah blah, blah all the stuff. But on weekdays, uh, I choose to do that. So my brain is more alert. I look less tired. Uh, I'm more rested with the sleep because I go to bed at 8:30. I toss and turn by 9:00. Out, so I get a quality of about eight to ten hours good sleep every night. I'm curious, though, Dr. Delon, and even to Dr. Kana, um, if you'd like to share your opinion. Um, now that we're in a pandemic, are like you say, you sleep a little earlier, and you're telling me that you are more productive. Pre-pandemic, you felt like you were doing a lot of things. Uh, and how does that compare in terms of the quality of work? I mean, what has the pandemic changed for the better in terms of dealing with stress? Because uh, that, the, the question comes from, I feel like you're more calm now. Your day is not too jam-packed, but you're still doing the same amount of things or even more. So I'm curious about, like, what has the pandemic taught you in terms of you know, managing your time, managing your work, and managing stress in general. What I can say is, during this pandemic, um, the appreciation for time is uh, it has increased because we have more of it, and it's either we waste it by just uh, going through TikTok videos or any social media videos, you know. Um, you can use this time better. It's how you use this time. That's what uh, I've learned during this pandemic. So whatever Amar is doing, sleeping early, waking up early, that's what's happening in my life as well. You know, I go to bed early, uh, lesser screen time, uh, waking up by 4 a.m., going for long walks. These things are very helpful and effective and it actually brings closeness uh, in the family and this uh, also brings more productivity uh, at our workplace your mind is more alert because you're, you have enough time to work out so you have more time to spend with your family why are we working day and night so that we can provide a good uh, future and uh, a good lifestyle for our family what's the point if we don't get to do things with our family right so this is what i've learned during this pandemic it's good to value that time appreciate that time you have it in abundance don't just go on wasting it it's so interesting that people even are some people are even saying you know what we've adjusted so much to working from home we don't want to go back to work anymore we just want to be in that situation where we're working from home now that's that's so interesting people have been so used to staying at home uh, for a year and a half that they're saying oh i don't want to go back to the office i'm fine with my workspace at home and i'll just stay home yeah it's a it's a newfound freedom because uh when when it first happened people resisted it and later on they were like this is going to be temporary i might as well enjoy this uh unsolicited vacation time and then it came to like uh i'm here home too much i need to go out it's like the five theories of grief. 
it will go into until finally we accepted it. So now as we are coming towards an acceptance of this, we go like, you know what, I don't want to change. I, I've been talking with a lot of clients of mine, especially those who are married and have kids and families. Like, uh, I don't think money is a big priority anymore. If I make enough to keep my family happy, I'm fine. Well, that's what they're saying now, and I hope it will stay. But I have a feeling that once things run back to full steam, they might jump back on the money wagon, though not as extensively. As, uh, this is something like what happened during the World War II era. Uh, right before the World War II era was the Great Depression. This happened in 1927-1928. And the Great Depression is when the whole world kind of went bust. And one of the countries that was hardest hit was Germany. And that's what uh, gave rise to World War I, well, to World War II. The Germany stayed poor for about 10 years after that. And the World War kind of started about 1939-1940. And although the World War II ended in 1942, the effects were still felt all the way to the early 50s. A lot of instability and things like that. This is a once in a generation kind of thing, once every hundred years kind of thing. And it's happened to us in this lifetime. So by, by any measure, COVID-related uh, lockdowns may end by mid next year. Yeah, the projection for the Philippines is like maybe next year, 2023 or 2024. Yeah. But we have the elections next year, Mr. <laughs> Delon. We have the elections. Yeah, so in a lot of countries, the elections are deciding factor on whether they want to open up for COVID or not, which is not an intelligent thing to do, right? But what's happening right now is in terms of moving towards that timeline, uh, people are becoming more vaccine friendly all over the world right now. Because they're looking at countries that have fully vaccinated their people, or more people are being vaccinated. Life is sort of return, returning to normal in, in, in a sense, right? And uh, so by mid of next year, things should ease up more. Even the Philippines is trying to pass a law saying, uh, if you are a quarantine foreigner, can, uh, sorry, if you are a vaccinated foreigner, you can come in without being quarantined. Right? They're, they're trying to encourage money to come back in. And, uh, it's, you're going to see this pattern show up in most countries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But although full normalization may not come until mid or early 2025, you'll see it opening up a little bit, a little bit more. But full recovery can only be felt by 2030, and I'm going to be 50 by that time. <laughs> That's a long time, Mr. Delon. That's a really long, a time. long time. So this is what, this is what I'm saying. So. Looking at that, that is, is, is a very uh, stressful piece of information, right? So thinking about this kind of uncertainties are also triggers that will also make you stressful. So you're like, ah, I just need a cup of coffee to calm me down. Again, do not drink a cup of coffee to calm me down. Drink a cup of chamomile tea to calm me down. Today's episode is brought to you by chamomile tea. <laughs> Nobody is sponsoring me. I'm just saying. Chamomile tea, magic, as wonders, right? So control the trigger. So instead of being unsure of the future, set a timeline bound goal. Meaning, you know what? The world has changed. The world economy has changed. I'm not going to wait until 2030 to start living my life. I'm not going to wait until 2025 to start living my life. I'm going to start living my life in the next two years, the next two months, the next two weeks. What are the actionable steps I'm going to do to start living my life well? 
all the actionable steps that I'm going to take to start living my life in a very quality and productive way so that I can bring the best that I can to myself and to my family. If I'm happy, if I'm productive, my family will be happy. We kind of mentioned the, you know, the good part about, you know, uh, being with your family more in COVID. But even in previous episodes, uh, Mr. Delon, we've also mentioned how it's kind of stressful also when you see <laughs> your family very often, more often than than the usual, right? There's yep. it, there's a little bit of stress there too. Yep. So, uh, which is why in this episode, I want to tackle on our uh, familial relationship quality. Okay. What is the quality of our familial relationship at this particular time? Yes, we all have families, we all have relationships with them. What is the quality of it? And that is Dr. Kana's special. Okay, so um, what is the quality of familial relationships? So that's what I want to discuss. I just wanted to share with you that this includes the social support. This includes providing them love, advice and care. But it also includes the strains, the arguments, being critical, and the demands. Um, all these factors, they can influence many aspects of our life. And this is what we want to do today. We want to understand how we can make it better. How can we improve the quality of our familial relationship? So why, in the first place, why do we need to improve it? Because family makes us better family makes us feel safe we feel comfortable we feel connected to one another uh, it provides us the comfort to have these people that we call our family uh, during our difficult times to help us and to also manage stress so imagine you are going through a difficult time and you have to deal with it all alone you know for example losing a family member or losing uh, your job or having a bad time in uh, with, with your spouse you need family support if you're being abused you need family support this is where the guidance the advice the care comes in but families can also have a difficult time that they start uh, arguing with each other they start disagreeing they start um, competing for example if uh, two siblings are running a similar businesses they start competing with each other and this can get very bitter so people should understand that having family support actually helps our mental health in the long run uh, as i mentioned uh, earlier when you have when you are having a difficult time instead of dealing with it alone imagine that you have a sibling to support you imagine you have your parents to support you this gives you a lot of comfort even for example, if someone is going through pregnancy and to deal with it all alone without parents or without siblings, it must be really, really difficult. But if you have family, siblings, relatives who you can rely on to support you, this makes life much more easier and better. So today, I just want to share with you five simple things that you can do on uh, maintaining or improving your quality of familial relationship so definitely this takes grace and patience to do 
but this can help you to have good quality uh, relationship in your family. So first of all, you need to respect each other's boundaries in your family. So especially during COVID, we are all staying at home. We spend so much time together. We need to respect each other's boundaries. So if someone is using the laptop, they are working or having Zoom sessions, you don't go on making noises, screaming and start cooking or banging things in the house. You respect their workspace. You know, at that point, they are having a workspace. So you need to respect that. Secondly, you need to show appreciation to your family. There are people losing family members. There are people losing lives right now. So appreciate your family members for being there for you, for just being there. If you have parents, be grateful that you have parents. If you have kids, be grateful you have kids. If you have siblings, be grateful. You just show them appreciation. You don't have to do uh, grand gestures to for these appreciations, you can probably buy them donuts, send you send them a thank you message, things like this. So this gives a sense of connection and a sense of value, you know. Uh, number three, have fun with your family, you know. Yes, we are stuck at home now. We are together. We spend too much time, but for how long? This thing will come to an end at one point. And then we'll miss this time that we have with our family. So have fun with them. Go have uh, time by playing board games maybe, game night, you know, or movie night. Eat together, do things like this. So the next point would be eating together. You need to spend time eating together with your family. At least have one meal per day with your family. If you can't make time for one meal, Maybe uh, every day, maybe once a week, have time with your family to eat together. Because when we eat together, we are doing something that we enjoy. Everyone loves eating, everyone loves food. So when we are feeling good and we have our family around us, this gives a sense of anchoring in our mind. Okay, whenever I'm eating, I feel good. I have my family around, you know? So this makes you feel good and this also helps managing your stress to a certain extent and last but not least always always support each other because this especially right now we really need each other and we really have to support each other instead of finding faults and creating chaos in the family let's just support each other and uh, be there whenever anyone in our family needs us this is what i would say uh, the whole picture of creating good quality familial relations. That's very good and ideal, Dr. Kana. But you know how sometimes there there are siblings that don't uh, agree with each other, or maybe sometimes you're not in 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 good terms with your mother or your father. Uh, but listening to you say these advices is like a, a reminder to everyone that at the end of the day, we just really have our family to, to rely on, right? That's um, true, that's true. The, the bickering and the arguments will never end. It will never end. It will always be there. 
because this is how we grow up. We grow up fighting, arguing, and competing with each other. It's going to be there, but to what extent? As adults, that's what we have to decide. You know, if we have a bad relationship with our siblings, we should decide if this sibling is uh, good. Is their situation bad? Is that uh, what is contributing um, for them to behave like that? You know, if your sibling is good, if their environment or situation is bad, then there might be a chance for you to reconcile this relationship and make things better. But if your sibling is someone who's always uh, looking to bring you down, who's been toxic in your life, you know, so you have to really think, do you want this person in your life? Is it worth it? So that's another point to think about, you know. So for parents, they are from a different generation from us. So they'll always have a hard time understanding what we are trying to do. Most of the time, it'll be in uh, good intention. But if it doesn't work out, we can have a respectful, distant relationship for uh, parents who are, when we don't have, uh, we are not good, we are not in good terms with them. So these are the things that you can look into. I, I really understand that uh, all of us won't have perfect relationships with our family members. That happens everywhere. Everyone has a dysfunctional family. <laughs> So, uh, these are things that we can work out. Maybe one sibling is okay. Maybe the other sibling is just looking out to bring everyone down. So, discuss whether you want to have this sibling in your life. It will be beneficial or not for everyone. Is it going to make your situation and your stress level uh, worse by having this person in your life? Think about that. And that's going to be a lot of thinking. And that's going to be a little <laughs> bit difficult because, right? Like I said, no matter what you do, he's still or she's still going to be your sister or he's still going to be your brother. But I think we also have to take care of ourselves. And I think that's what you're trying to say also, Dr. Kana, right? That we, we yes, first right. take care of ourselves. Correct. Self-love comes first. Only then you take care of others. So when you're good to take care, you have enough energy and uh, you have enough ability to bring in a difficult uh, person into your life. And if it's worth it, then go ahead, take the effort. But if it's not worth it, maybe just have a very distant relationship with them. Love them from afar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because I mean, really, at the end of the day, you also want to take care of yourself, like we said. Wow, those are very strong points, Dr. Kana. Thank you so much for uh, sharing them with us. Um, we need to be reminded. Sometimes some people would say, oh, yeah, you know what? I knew that. I knew what Dr. Kana said. But when you hear somebody else say it, like Dr. Kana, uh, it would make a different impact. It would really make a different impact. That's why we're very grateful that you can join us for MBA on air, Dr. Kana, because it's not just all about the business that Mr. Delon is talking about, but it's also about, you know, taking care of us as, as individuals. Wow. I hope our episode today didn't stress you out, but help you find a way to cope with that stress. And if the root is just a cup of coffee, then maybe you should limit that cup of coffee of yours. Maybe you haven't thought about it, but it's uh, making a lot of impact in your life. You're the soul in this. In, you're you're very you're adding soul and spirit to this uh, to this one hour show of ours. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, she, she does, she does. It feels like uh, it's a little bit of a real, actual heartbeat in the entire combat. Definitely. And, and I feel that even without caffeine, you're going to excite everybody right now. Yes, I am. So uh, we have our ongoing running uh, so-called viewers listening campaign incentivizing the listeners it's very simple as long as the listeners are doing uh, following up us for the straight next eight weeks and they participate with us we have questions and answers towards the end and i'll ask them key questions about the episodes the first prize is the lcd tv second prize is the webcam third prize is a goodie bag from one of my most expensive workshops now, speaking of workshops, uh, we finally put together uh, a project, a project called Adam Apple, biblical in his, in his way, because this kind of feels like a rebirth. You know? This whole COVID thing feels like we've reset the world. Right? As it comes back up, we all are like Adam again, reborn in our own ways. So <laughs> we started an online workshop series called Adam. Adam. Uh, it's A-D-A-M. So uh, if you go to uh, my website, that is uh, adxs.biz, and uh, you will be welcomed with the e-learning platform. And almost a lot of things that we discussed over here, you can go and get the programs there uh, as a self-study e-learning program, right? And all you need is about 30 minutes of your time. If you can't do 30 minutes directly, you can take it over the next two weeks. Self-study learning package. Usually, it's priced at about forty-seven dollars, but uh, we are giving it at a discounted price of seventeen dollars only for most people. Okay, so uh, because it's my birthday yesterday, uh, I decided to do something for my forty-first birthday. If you go on my Facebook, you will see that I started a feeding uh, poor kids uh, fund on Facebook. Like my birthday thing. So if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see. You can contribute whatever you want. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to raise about $1,000 to feed the kids. But on top of that, I want to give out to people. So for the next one month, I'm going to give out this workshop for free for all of Magic's listeners. So if you listen to either through Magic or through Spotify, wow. you get Spotify. Yeah. So all you have to do is just go to the website and type in this key, Adam for you. A-D-A-M, the number four, and you. Adam for you and you'll get the whole workshop for free right but if you come after that then you gotta pay the seventeen dollars if you come way after that then you're gonna pay the full 47 dollars right so this is me again like I said in the very first episode I have a lot of surprises to keep giving you guys for the, the episodes and this is one big gift so it's a lot of self-study workshop and uh, we've tested it with a lot of people and people like it. They feel like it's actually like I'm almost having a one-to-one session with them as they're doing the workshop. Dr. Kana's session is there as well. Relationship mastery, emotional management, etc., etc. Uh, so go get this gift. It's my birthday gift for everybody. Instead of people giving me gifts, I'm giving people gifts. Kind of like a reverse Santa. <laughs> right. So you get you get it back a thousandfold. I hope so. <laughs> but it's me generally really wanting to give. The more we give, the more I feel like I'm adding meaning to this particular situation. So go to the website, go to adaccess.biz and sign up for the workshop. And you put in the Adam for you code, it's for free. 
Okay, so what are you waiting for? Magic Nation. Again, the official address is adaccess.biz. And the code is Adam number four and the letter U, Adam for you. Uh, grab this opportunity because it doesn't come every day. And uh, this is a nice birthday gift uh, from Mr. Amar Delon for everybody. Mr. Delon. Uh, you know, this, it's time. You know, I know you have so much more to say, so many examples to share with us. So we get the idea, but we're really running out of time. So uh, I, I think we should uh, ask for the final statements from uh, a closing statements from Dr. Kana and then from you. Yep. Dr. Kana? Okay. So um, in general, right now, we are all stressed uh, and in order to manage that stress we must take effort and we must uh, look out for resources we have to be resourceful to manage our stress and right now we have to uh, be grateful for the support that we have and this support is uh, our family so let's appreciate them more be there for them and uh, make sure that um, we support them and we also get the uh, necessary support from them. So be grateful, be supportive and share your love more with your family. Thank you so much, Dr. Kana, for that really you know, nice reminder for everyone in these very stressful times. Mr. Delon, the floor is yours. So I want to wish everybody a great day ahead, a great week ahead. Because remember, no matter how out of control this life seems to be, only you have the power to design your future. That's why my company's slogan has always been enriching lives to power your dreams. Because I want to help enrich your dreams, empower your lives confidently. And when you do that, you're living your life by your own design, regardless of what the circumstances outside. If you're stressed, Design it so that you do not take the copy. If you're unhappy, design it so that you can put yourself in states of happiness. If you want a relationship that works, design it so that it works in your favor. If you want money, design it so that you find means and ways to go out there and discover ways to make money. So life is only in your hand and it can only be lived well. So live life well, live it only by your own design. Thank you very much. I'll see you guys next week. And tune into all the shows. Have a great day.